Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's April 26, 2017 and this is episode 570. It's been two years since I explained my image management strategy as a travelling photographer and I'm finding myself explaining what's changed a lot in email conversations so today I'm going to walk you through this again and update you on the changes that I've made. First of all, I'd like to quickly apologise for this week's podcast being late. A number of things sort of schemed against me this week and even today uh, there's construction going on near our apartment and the wind's blowing creaking the windows a little bit but we're going to have to plow through this so do excuse that uh, you know the odd bit of noise that you might uh, pick up on so first up i'll explain the problems that i'm overcoming with my workflow so that this all makes sense as we work through my thinking One question I get asked about a lot and why I often send people to this post is how do I move smoothly between computers when I get back from a trip? People tend to make the process of getting images from a trip back into their main library a very painful process. The good news is if you build your workflow around the premise that you will travel you don't have to do anything special. I'll go into detail shortly, but basically, I have to click one button when I get home after a trip to initiate a backup of my images, and I'm done. In fact, I have to click that same button whenever I go to my desktop computer, so nothing changes. I literally transition between my laptop and desktop computer with zero effort, as I'll explain. Another problem that people often come up against is keeping track of what is backed up to where. I've found that it's very important to decide which hard disk contains your working data and which hard disks are just a backup. If you work on images in separate locations, it soon becomes a real pain to keep them synchronized. So we'll build this into our strategy. Finally, I think it's vitally important that we have multiple backups of our precious photos at home as well as a copy in the cloud having everything under one roof could be a recipe for disaster if indeed disaster should strike should something catastrophic happen to your house or business premises containing all of your local backups having the ability to contact someone and receive a backup of all of your data could be the only possible way to rebuild your image library as you rebuild your life. One of the major change over the last few years is that I'm now using Phase 1's Capture One Pro as my raw processing and image management software. The details regarding what I did in Lightroom are still in the original post, so you can certainly still reference that post. And I'll put it, I'll make this a link in the text in the blog post for this week's episode, which is at mbp.ac570. As you'll see though, most of what we'll cover doesn't really change depending on the software that you're using in your workflow. The cornerstone of our digital workflow is our image catalogue, or now that I'm using Capture One Pro, catalogues in the plural. 
I have more than one catalogue now, unfortunately, but I've found that keeping track of multiple catalogues and keeping them backed up has not been a problem. The important thing is that I keep my catalogue on an external hard drive, and this needs to be relatively fast. A USB 3 hard drive generally won't cut it. I've actually changed my hard drive twice since my first post. I used a Drobo Mini over Thunderbolt and then a 4TB Western Digital Thunderbolt drive. But as I bought a new MacBook Pro with the USB-C port at the end of last year, I picked up a SanDisk Extreme 900 portable SSD drive and have been very happy with it. These are expensive drives though, currently retailing at $787 on B&H. These external SSD drives over USB-C 3.1 Gen 2 are incredibly fast though and remove any and all stress related to running your image catalogue and images on an external drive. The Western Digital Thunderbolt drives were fast too but nowhere near as fast as these SSD drives. The Extreme 900 comes with both a USB-C to USB-C cable and a USB 3.0 Type-A to USB-C cable. So I can plug it straight into either my new MacBook Pro or my older iMac. The speed is actually pretty respectable over USB 3 on my iMac as well. The problem with other USB 3 drives is that the 2.5 inch hard drives are slow, but that isn't the case with SSD. The downside is that the largest available volume at this point in time is 1.92 terabytes, so I had to rethink a few things. I can just about fit my finals and current year of images on this drive, although it'll be tight. I'll explain this in more detail shortly, but the important thing to note here is that I have all of the work that is important to work on at the current time on this drive and I run my Capture One Pro catalogues from this drive. When I move computers, I simply unplug the drive from one and plug it into the other. When I reopen Capture One, I'm taken right back to the location that I left off when I closed the catalogue on the other computer. When I moved to Capture One, I found that it couldn't handle all of my images in a single catalogue, so I split them into multiple catalogues. Each year of images has its own catalogue, except for the first six years from 2000 to 2005, because I didn't have that much work, and so was able to fit this all into a single catalogue. So I currently have one catalogue called 2000 to 2005, and separate catalogues for each year from 2006 onwards. These year catalogues contain every image that I shot for each year. I do all of my initial editing and image rating in these catalogues until I have finalised my selection. Once I have finalised my selection, I copy my images into another catalogue called Finals. This catalogue contains a separate folder for each year. I also copy the physical images to a Finals folder with one subfolder for each year. I'll cover this in more detail later. Although I wasn't happy about having to split up my catalogue initially, in practice it hasn't been that bad. 
you can easily get to each catalogue from a pull-down in Capture One Pro, and I have all of the photos that are worth a hoot in my finals catalogue anyway, so most of the time I tend to flick between my finals and my current year catalogues. As I mentioned, I learned from experience that it's really better to avoid having multiple copies of folders and catalogues that you work on, so it's really important to decide where you're going to put your catalogues and folders of images and decide which one is the master and which ones are just back for backup purposes. If you work on a copy of your image library on one computer and then work on a different copy of your image library on another computer, at some point you're going to wonder which copy is the most recent and you'll have forgotten even when using software such as Chronosync that we'll look at later, which has the ability to synchronize the latest files between locations, there will still come a point when you have two copies of the same file that have both been worked on, and when you select one copy, you throw away what you did to the earlier copy. Or you'll keep both copies, and that's avoidable, so I prefer not to. For me, I found it best to have my current year's worth of images and all of my finals on my SanDisk Extreme 900 SSD drive, and I have all previous years on a Drobo 5D, which is attached to my iMac in the studio. I never need to access my original photos from previous years while traveling, and because I do travel with all of my final selects, I can get to those if necessary. Let me map this out and start to visualize my strategy, starting with my desktop computer in the studio. Thanks to Apple, there's still a problem with enhanced podcasts on iOS devices, so if you're finding it difficult to follow this on an iOS, an iPad or an iPhone, just go to the blog post at mbp.ac570 and follow along with the screenshots and diagrams that I've embedded into the post. When I have my SanDisk Extreme SSD drive, which I call Traveller, attached to my iMac, I can see, open and edit every image I've ever photographed. We'll build this out like a presentation slide deck, so excuse the blank space on the right side of the diagram. At its bare minimum, my workflow starts with shooting images and transferring them to my Traveller drive. This drive contains the master copy of all the current year's images and all of my finals, which is every photo I've ever made that I consider worth good enough to use, and my current year and finals Capture One catalogues. These things all live on my Traveller drive so that I can easily move this to my laptop, as we'll see shortly. I use an application called Chronosync from Econ Technologies to synchronize my files and catalogs around. I used Robocopy when I was on Windows, but it's not all that intuitive. Other Windows applications that were suggested following the last post I did on this are SyncBank and GoodSync. And GoodSync seems to be multi-platform. With Chronosync, you can create synchronization jobs and bundle them together and schedule a batch of jobs to run whenever a specific drive is attached to a computer. So let's walk through this. 
I have two sync jobs that mirror my current year and my finals folders to my Drobo. Here's a screenshot of my current year sync job. And this is simply going to copy everything new in my 2017 folder on my Traveler SSD to a 2017 folder in a folder called Photo Originals on my Drobo. Using the mirror option will also delete anything that I have deleted from my Traveler. This is important because as I remove images from my main copy, I don't want to leave them in my backup. I also create a rule to not copy the hidden .ds underscore store files to my Drobo. They are specific to each drive, so I don't want them to be included. I have a similar job to mirror my entire finals folder to my Drobo as well. I don't mirror just the current year of my finals because as I work on images, I sometimes change images from previous years. So I want to keep all of this synchronized with my Drobo. I also have two special jobs that synchronize only things that have changed inside my finals and current year Capture One catalogs. To do this, turn on Allow Package File Selection when you're locating the drive and folder to synchronize, and then Chronosync will treat the package files as a folder and synchronize the contents. If you don't do this, Chronosync will synchronize the entire package, and that would cause a very large file to be copied to my Drobo every time I sync. And it would also cause the entire catalog to be unnecessarily backed up to the cloud every time I sync. Once I have all of my sync jobs created, I wrap them in what's called a container, as we can see in this screenshot. After adding all of the relevant jobs to a container, you can click the Add to Schedule button and schedule these jobs to run automatically. You can schedule jobs based on various actions or simply have them run at a set time each day. But for this purpose, I select to run the job when an independent volume mounts and this enables me to select my Traveler drive. I also select Prompt User Before Running. I want to be prompted because I don't necessarily want to or need to synchronize my drive every time I plug it into my iMac. Once I have this set up, whenever I plug my Traveler drive into my iMac, I see a little pop-up like this one that asks me if I want to synchronize my Traveler to my iMac. So although it takes a little bit of time to set up, I can now with one click automatically back up my images and catalogs to my computer. Let's continue to build the slides to check where we are in our backup strategy. We now see that as soon as I attach my Traveler drive to my iMac, my catalogs are automatically backed up to my iMac. I keep a backup of my catalogs on my iMac hard drive for a number of reasons. The first is because if I put them on the Drobo, it will take me longer to back up my Drobo because I need to create separate Chronosync jobs to avoid copying the entire catalog, as I mentioned earlier. The second reason for doing this is that I also set up Time Machine to back up my iMac drive. So that would 
be an easy way to get back to a working copy if anything went wrong. We can also see from this diagram that as soon as any new images are copied to my Drobo, they're automatically backed up to my Backblaze account. Backblaze has been great, and for just $50 per year, you get unlimited storage in the cloud. If I ever had some kind of catastrophic disaster that took out all of my local copies of my images, I could have Backblaze send me hard drives with my 12 terabytes of data on them, and I'd be back up and running in no time. Let's also recap on where everything is now. The master copy of my current year's work and my finals library of images and my working catalogue for this work is all on my Traveller SSD. The master copy of all of my previous year's work is sitting on my Drobo and whenever I reference these images I launch the catalogues from the iMac hard drive. An easy way to look at this is Everything from previous years is based in my studio on my desktop workstation. Everything that travels with me is on my traveller drive. Let's move on to look at one last slide from my studio setup. Although my Drobo has fault tolerance built in and I can have one drive fail without losing my data, there is always a slim but real chance that more than one drive dies at the same time or that the entire device could die on me. Because I don't want to rely on Backblaze sending me my work on hard drives just for a drive failure, I actually have a second Drobo, which is a straight mirror of my first. I have a reminder scheduled on my computer to remind me to turn on my second Drobo once a week and mirror my first Drobo to it. I use Chronosync for this as well. When I set up my first Drobo 5D, I used drives that turned out to be very noisy. So I demoted that Drobo to the backup and have bought quieter Western Digital Red drives for the main Drobo, as that's turned on most of the time. They also use quite a lot of power running five 3.5 inch hard drives, so I only turned the second one on when necessary. I know that some people have had bad experiences with Drobo drives, but I have been very happy with mine and never had any problems. But technology does fail, so I just don't want to have my main copy of all of my work to exist in just one place locally. To close the loop on the last diagram before we move on, please note that to mirror the contents of my first Drobo 5D to my second with Chronosync, because we will mirror the root of the drive, I set up a few rules to prevent Chronosync from copying and overwriting some important system files, as you can see in the screenshot that I've embedded into the blog post. Okay, so now let's move on and look at what happens when I'm traveling or simply working away from my studio. As you can see, I just plug in my Traveller SSD drive and continue working. If I had actually closed down Capture One Pro on my iMac with that Snow Monkey photo displayed, it would have opened at the same location when I moved to my MacBook Pro. 
I also travel with three USB hard drives. These are too slow to run my catalogues and images from, but as backups they work fine. One is just a time machine backup that I plug in at the hotel every few days, usually overnight if I can leave my MacBook Pro plugged in to the electricity. I then have two backups, which I once again automatically synchronize with Chronosync. I have a schedule set up to detect each drive as it's attached to my computer, and it asks me if I want to mirror my images and catalogues to the hard drive. I make two backups simply because one drive could fail. Actually, all of my drives could fail, but having spent many months on the road over the years, I've actually had just one drive fail on me. That was in Antarctica though, and believe me, when there are no shops around, having a spare is very important. It's a little nerve-wracking to only have one master copy and one backup of my images while travelling, but if my second backup drive was to fail, I'd kill my time machine backup and continue to make a backup of my images. Thinking of it this way, carrying these three drives is more to give me backup drives than actually backing up the images. But as it's all automatic once I've plugged the drive in, I just keep them all up to date at the end of each day. One other important aspect of having these backups is that I feel it's very important to keep these separate as you travel. I always travel with a photographer's vest and keep my master copy in my vest, on my person, at all times. Even when I go to the bath when travelling domestically here in Japan, I take my traveller drive with me and put it in a locker. Having three backups of your images isn't going to help you at all if they're all in the same bag and you lose that bag. I generally keep one backup in my bag and the second in my suitcase. This means something would have to happen to all three copies in separate locations for me to lose my entire library of images while travelling. I don't do cloud backups while travelling, partly because I only pay for one computer on Backblaze, and it's better to make that my iMac as it's always on and connected to the internet. Also, hotel Wi-Fi is usually not good enough to bear up to uploading large numbers of raw files. Many people have automatic backups turned on now, and you can literally watch the network go down as a busload of photographers get to their rooms after a day's shooting. I wish more people would turn this off while on the road. One other thing that I need to mention before we move on is that to make moving between computers totally seamless, I also synchronize my Capture One Pro settings folder by moving it to my Dropbox and creating a symbolic link in the original location. This isn't officially supported by Phase 1, but I've been working this way for 10 months now and haven't found any problems. I'll embed the code to do this in the blog post, and I've replaced my name with username in capitals. This assumes that you've moved the Capture One Preferences folder under the Application Support folder to a folder called Capture One Prefs inside a folder called Capture One in your Dropbox. 
This code only works on a Mac, and please do this at your own risk. You, of course, have to do this on all computers that you work on to ensure that your preferences are copied between each via Dropbox. If you don't know how to create a symbolic link in Windows, I'll link to a tutorial in the blog post. If you use this strategy in a Windows environment, you'll probably also need to ensure that the drive letter of your Traveller drive doesn't change as you move it from computer to computer. I'll link to another tutorial on how to do that in the blog post, but just ensure that you select the same letter on all computers that you'll work on. Give yourself some room too, so that you can still have lots of dynamically lettered drives on your desktop. T for Traveller would be a good option. I should also mention that this solution may not work if you switch between Windows and Mac regularly. The catalogue can be taken from one operating system to the other and will open, but Windows and the Mac OS reference drives differently, so you'd need to tell the other OS where your files live each time that you open the catalogue on the other system. Once you have all of this in place, though, you will literally be able to move your Traveller hard drive from computer to computer and continue working as though you are on the same computer. Because you have your Capture One Pro settings syncing too, even all of your presets are available on both computers. They essentially become identical. As we start to wrap up, there are a few other pieces of advice based on my own workflow that I need to give you. To get my final selects images from my original photo folders to my finals folder, I select the images that I want to export and right-click one of the thumbnails and then from the shortcut menu select export then originals. You can also get to this option from the file menu. I don't change the image name on export because I change it on import. After checking the destination I ensure that include adjustments is turned on then click the export button as you can see in this screenshot. I don't package my images as EIP or Enhanced Image Package Format files because the thought of wrapping my images in something non-standard scares me. I just want my raw images in a new location, that's all. Once the export process is completed, I switch to my Finals catalogue, locate the folder for the year that I exported my images to, then right-click that and select Synchronize. Capture One will then go and look for any new images in my current year folder and import them into my Finals catalogue. As long as you turn on the Include Adjustments checkbox on Export, any changes that you made to your images will be applied to your new copy. At the start of each new year, I have a little bit of cleaning up to do to prepare for starting to photograph the new year. First of all, I ensure that I have completed all edits that I want to do on my previous year's images and ensure that I have run my backup to mirror these images to my Drobo. Then I close the catalogue in Capture One Pro and delete the folder from my Traveller drive. After that, I reopen the catalogue in Capture One 
and my folders will all show as missing, as you can see in the attached screenshot. To fix that and complete the process, right-click the top-level drive or folder and select Locate from the shortcut menu. You'll then be able to navigate to the copy of your year folder that was your backup copy until a few minutes ago. After spending some time locating all of your images in the nude location, you're ready to continue to use your catalogue. From this point on, this becomes your master copy, along with all of the other previous years. And, of course, you also need to create a new year folder to ingest all of your new work that you'll make. Remember that this will live on your traveller drive for the current year, along with your finals, if that's how you work. And you'll just proceed as you did in the previous year. It's all quite easy once you've gotten your head around it. Having spent many years tweaking and developing a smooth workflow, I'm very happy with how I work. So I hope this helps you to smooth out any possible kinks that you might have in your own workflow. As I mentioned earlier too, if you don't use Capture One Pro, the techniques and strategy that I covered today should be pretty much transferable to whatever program you use to manage and edit your photographs. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure uninterrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Google+, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, etc. And links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye bye.